I'm never how the rest lie. Snapping up, get my best side. I get it done while the rest try. Yo, we back. Not just the motherfucking podcast anymore, people. Let's go, Pope Life Productions. Doing more than podcasts, doing more than playing cards, doing everything related to cards, related to music, related to the culture. Speaking of the culture, we got a brand new album drop this week, Tony. Yes, sir. Who we got today? Who we got today? Bars banger in the building. The cook-up dropping December 1st. You already know special early access. Pokane Light Productions, my brothers. Let's get it. Give it up for my best side. Yes, sir. Got to keep it grilling. (laughs) No. Yo, so what's good? Talk to us. Talk to us, So. The new album's dropping. It's been a long time coming. Everybody loved the uh, <clears throat> the last poker album. Uh, what was it? The uh, Bad Beat. It ain't dropped the bad, yet. The Bad Beat didn't drop yet. Just some music from it, oh. but the album is coming after this. Oh. Oh, 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 that's so that. Okay, so let's 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 go back a little bit then. So the Bad Beat, you dropped what, like an EP or something on it? With a couple the tracks? Bad, the Bad Beat, I dropped a couple tracks on it. Okay. Um, why I skipped the bad beat to come to this, to come to the cook-up, is because, like you said, it's been a long time coming, right? So poker, like I told y'all in my first interview, poker is my life, right? Mm-hmm. But before poker was hip-hop, right? So that that was the steps I wanted to take. I wanted to show, you know what I mean, my, my skills, my... My story, I wanted to give up my story before I gave up, you know what I mean, how I came to poker and combined poker and hip-hop together. Right, right, right. So how many how many tracks did you drop off of the Bad Beat so far? So the Bad Beat, I dropped probably out on all the streaming services, probably three. Okay, okay. That so makes The album going to be about... You know, I mean, this album, the cook up got 17 tracks. The bad beat probably gonna have a close to the same. Yeah. Okay. Word. That that gets me excited. Cause I, I thought that I maybe uh shop, what is it called? Spotify just didn't want to upgrade me or something. I didn't have access to the other, other song. Right, 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 right. right. <laughs> uh, so Tony was I, ready to give up the extra coin to support boss. That's love right that's there. That's what it is. I, I love, love it. it. I would, have been, I would have been tight if I did, and there was no other songs for me to listen to. <laughs> so I know that it was everything was available, and I didn't. Uh, so that's good. And now I got some more to look forward to. Got a full album of poker songs coming, so that's that's amazing. But before that, we got the album coming out December first. So let's talk to us. Let's talk a little bit about that. You know that uh, you know, like you said, it's a long time coming. So why did you why did you call it the cook up? Let's start there. Yeah. So the cook up, right? This album I have been cooking in my head, right? When you think about um it, it's a dual meaning, right? So when you think about cooking, right, you got, you know what I mean, all your ingredients that you gotta add into the pot, you know what I mean, to make a special meal. And and basically this is this has been my life. All these all these experiences that I I have had have been all these different ingredients, right? So um, what people don't really um, get to see, right, from bars is that, you know what I mean, 
bars went through a journey where, you know what I mean, this dream wasn't even possible. Like I could, I couldn't make music. I couldn't, all I could do is is better myself, right? I, all I could do is write. All I could do is read. All I could do is dream about the moment where I could, you know what I mean, pursue my passion of being a, a MC, of being a rapper. So when the time came, I had to bring all these ingredients and put it in a pot, right? With limitations, right? Because people don't understand that I'm free, right? Yeah, I'm free now. I'm in front of y'all. I'm on Instagram. I'm on Facebook. Let's go. I'm not free. I got. I, I had a 9:30 curfew for the last 12 years, right? Since I got out in 2012, I had to be in the house at 9:30, right? So all the opportunities that all these other rappers have had to go overseas, to go to different states, to collab with this artist and collab with this artist, I can't do it. So when people calling me for collabs and all i'm like bruh i can't leave the house like you know what i mean i gotta be in the house at 9 30 but i'm free right so we take the good with the bad i'm a small business owner i got my own record label so i make the best of every opportunity right i have to do this because it's in my heart i have to make this music because it's in my heart and i have to deal with the limitations because if i step out of bounds bars is going again you know what I mean? Bars is no longer free no more. Yeah. You know I mean? So I have to live within the limitations, but still pursue my passions and give the people like I love all the interactions with the people. They like, yo, your music is lit when it's coming out and all that shit. And I'm like, yo, it's coming because it's real life. I'm living a real fucking life. I'm raising the kid. I have a family. I have a job and all of that shit. But in all of that, while I'm doing all of that, all this creative shit is coming and you know what I mean? I have to give it to the people because this is what I do. I, I rhyme, you know what I mean? I'm a business owner and I have to be, I have to study how to be a good business owner too because, you know what I mean? The, the, um, the dynamics of, you know what I mean? The hip hop game has changed drastically since I went in at 19, right? <laughs> I don't need to sign no under the line to raping you records. I don't need to do that. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I could do everything myself, right? Only thing a major label could do for me is provide a bigger bag to get me out there before the masses. But if I put the hard work in, I can get myself out there before the, the masses right. and keep all the money. Right. And that's what you've been doing, right? So let's talk about so, I had to uh, drop one of those. I'm here though. I'm here though, bro. Facts. Yes, sir. Uh, so yeah, so you you made your own record label, right? You 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 in charge. Let's talk about that. Uh, how was that process? So it was basically that was always my intentions coming out to to be independent, right? So everybody has the opportunity, whatever business that we in, right? To, to legalize their vision, right? To create an LLC, S-Corp, whatever they want to do. Mm -hmm. Why most people don't follow that path is because to allow someone else to do it takes all of the stress all off of all the legalese part of it, right? Mm -hmm. But when you do that, you 
allow someone to have a part of your a part of your pie. If it blows, they get a part of that. Right. You know what I mean? No matter what, they get a part of it. Sometimes they have a part, the a part in your dream that you can't even you can't even eat because they you got to pay them such a big part just for because they did something that you could have did yourself. Right. And now you basically working for <laughs> and you a worker. Why did you become a, a business owner? Exactly. You a worker. Right. Exactly. Stay a worker. Right. It's okay. And I understand people that do that. I don't want to deal with the business aspect of it. But I I I have always had a belief in myself that you know what? I'm intelligent enough to do the research to you know what I mean, make anything that I want happen. I learned how to be a screenwriter. I learned how to be a book writer. I learned how to be a business owner all from studying myself. You know what I mean? Everybody might not take on that challenge to, you know what I mean, own their stuff, but that it was a that was a big fucking asterisk in my life. I, if I'm going to put, I can't pass down to my daughter a record deal. I can't yeah. pass that down. But all these masters that I own, I don't give a fuck if one person listens to it. And 25, 35 years from now, something might blow and my daughter gonna own it. Right. And that's what it's about, you know, creating the asset, creating ownership for ourselves and keeping the black dollar in the black community, man. The other thing I was gonna say as well, boss, is that I feel sometimes with someone open that label. It's also to help other people, too, to kind of realize what a good deal is or what a bad deal is. So when you kind of started everything up, was one of your reasons for doing it, trying to, like, help other people from not getting screwed by the big companies also? So I'm in Buffalo. Y'all know that I'm in Buffalo right now from Brooklyn, New York. And Let's go. I reside, I reside in Buffalo right now. I came home from the pen 17 years and... I came to Buffalo. My initial situation ain't work when I first came, but I already had a job. I already was going to school. So Buffalo has been good to me. I can't even, I would never, ever, ever talk bad about Buffalo. Buffalo has given me the opportunities to succeed, right? Shout so, out to Buffalo. Shout out to Buffalo. Big facts. So I, um, in setting up my company, right, I watched the music scene in Buffalo, right? And this is just my personal opinion. People may disagree with it, right? Every, the music scene in Buffalo is disjointed, right? Somebody may be hot and popping, but they're not reaching back and bringing up somebody else that's going to be, you know what I mean, the next wave to be hot and popping. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Somebody may be have connections, but they're not giving those connections to the next person. I'm from Brooklyn. Spread love is the Brooklyn way. So what Raised the Bar Entertainment it was created for was, yeah, I have a dream. I have a dream to bring my music to the people, right? After I've, I have done that, all the this talent in Buffalo, I would love to bring to the limelight after me bring them up, you know what I mean, all these young brothers and sisters that are grinding and understand what hard work and ethic is, then yeah, yeah, I'm fucking with them. 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I, and I, I feel I, like the name says it too. You're raising the bar. Raise the bar. That's bro. a word play on your name as well, too. I was about to say, yo, add a Z to the end of that, you bro. Already know. You already know. Raise the bar entertainment. LLC is and we here, baby. Look us out. We here. <laughs> I love the name. That's dope. Um, word, man. I love everything. So what's your uh what's your favorite? I mean, I had a chance to listen to it. Um, I don't know how in-depth Damien got to listen to it. So I want to ask Damien. Uh, yeah, let's ask Damien first. Damien, what was your favorite? No, I don't know if Damien knows the names of the channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll put it this way, right? Yeah, yeah. What was your favorite? What I like about the album is that there's different parts of the album. Like, there's certain tracks, like there's an uh, R&B track. I think that's like track four, where you could just envision yourself chilling in the car with a shorty. Then there's other parts of the album where it's like strip club music where it's like you get into it. So for me, the mood I was in when I listened to the album, two songs that I, I really, 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 really fuck with. I had to keep rewinding it back, but she gonna die for the pesos. She gonna <laughs> come on, Tony. I envision myself in Mexico like a boss. Tony, watch Power. You ever see how in Power he's standing over the rail and he's just throwing the one? Like, that's how I felt. She gonna make... So yeah. she's going to die for the pesos. That's probably my favorite track on there right now, Tony. I think, I think um, I was telling bars. Uh, hold on. He got one more. Might let my brother get his one more. Oh, he got another oh, one? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. The third track, too, the Make Them Commas Change. That's like another strip club, like <laughs> the mood I was in, Tony. Like there's certain <laughs> parts of the album, like. Yo, but make look, look at your impression to make the commas change, right? But when I was writing it, what I was thinking, right? Make the commas change is when we grew up, we never had financial literacy, mm -hmm. right? We didn't have that. We nobody taught us, yo, credit is good. The more you owe, you know what I mean. The more once you pay it back, the more they're gonna give you. Mm -hmm. Own your shit, cause the more you make, then the more you split. You know what I mean? It's about financial literacy, right? And that's what I was trying to give in that song. Like, you know what I mean? It's all right to be flashy. I said, I might cop some Louis V after copping property. Mm -hmm. Collecting that rent, never a dent. Baby, this monopoly, right? Financial literacy. I want to give, and I said in the intro, like, yeah, I'm here to entertain you. But I'm also here to make you think. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's that that that's what I wanted to do with that song with commas change. Like, yo, listen, they playing a whole different game that we don't even fucking understand because nobody taught us this shit. Right, right, right. I mean, Tony, what was yours? Uh, my favorite was, and then we talked to I talked to bars about this already. Mine was uh Calabasas. We was I think actually I want bars to try to listen, <laughs> this interview. I don't know well, the universe. Oh no, Tom, baby, we want it raw, Tom. All right, yeah, man. If you want to do the verse, maybe at the end of the interview you spit that verse for us. You yeah. know. So we put some visuals to it. Uh, yeah, I think Calabasas and what was the one we just played? The one we just played. Bedside. Bedside, yeah. Them, those are my two favorites for sure. Um, but yeah, I'm dope. I can't wait to hear it. 
Um, trying to think, what else? Uh, what else? Should we? You got any questions from uh, Damien? Yeah, I want to know for best side, right? Like, I feel like as a writer, sometimes you like had like a specific moment or a specific like thing happen that kind of like influenced the music. So for me, I always love to see a music video because I want to see like what vision or what like state of mind the artist was in when they wrote that. So for me, I'm just picturing you getting ready to go out or you in the gym, you flexing and you in the mirror. So I want to know your inspiration behind like best. I was a specific moment, a day, like tell us the inspiration for that. Cause I feel like that's something everyone could relate to. And that could be like a club banger. Everyone could play and listen to from all ages, all ethnicities. Everybody got a best side. So best side, right. Is born from best side is born from the feeling that you're not good enough right and i had to combat that a lot with the stigma of being a convicted criminal right mm. so you have to come to a place in order to be successful in life with like you know what i'm kind of the shit i'm all right you know what i mean i'm mm -hmm. all right you know what i mean i might not be in the best situation that i am but you know what? I I did you have to build a self-confidence where it's like, you know what? They talking about me. They talking about me. This motherfucker don't want to give me a job. This motherfucker judging me. This chick won't date me because I can't come out after 9:30. You know what? Get my best side. <laughs> Get my fucking mm. best side, bro. Mm. That's what it's born from, from yo, yeah. dead ass. That's what it's born from. Because if I can instill, and we was talking about mental health with the with, with our other endeavors, and basically the 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 catalyst to to have better mental health, right, is to believe in yourself just a little bit more. So if I can give you an inch of, you know what, you are a good person, you deserve respect. You know what I mean? You are motherfucking attractive. Even if nobody else think that shit, tell them get your best side. There you go. Right. Or a lot. That could be an ad for like an axe commercial or something oh, right there. Tell them get my best, best side, side bro. Told you, I think we need to look into a sponsorship here. <laughs> Damn. You remember how they had the, 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 the dude on the horse? The black dude on the horse? Hey. Hey, yeah, no. The updated version we have bars just popping up talking oh, right to the people. Come oh, on, Tony. Yes, <laughs> Somebody looking in the mirror and bars just on the other side talking to him in the morning time. Why are you putting on the axe, Tony? Come on. We got yeah, Tony. I think monster. we on to something. We need a sponsor. Yo, yo, you're a monster. You're a monster. You're a monster. I mean, I agree. We definitely, we definitely need a sponsorship for sure. <laughs> And Tony, the cup look like the cup where people drop a quarter in. We're not doing that bad. <laughs> What's wrong with my cup? It's a regular one. Nah. <laughs> Don't do that to my son, cup, son. That's the wild motherfucking cup. Nah, Tony, you know the, you told you know the, the styrofoam cup that you put the little quarter in. Oh yeah, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I thought you had the styrofoam cup. I'm like, Tony, we're not doing that bad. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm making sure. All right, we're not doing this. A plastic cup. All right, making sure it's not a styrofoam cup. Yeah. 
kind of disrespect my cup over there. <laughs> so, boss, for you right now, I mean, 17 tracks is a lot. Like, these days, most people drop an album. It's like eight or nine. They try to split it up between two albums. So, for me, not necessarily on the business side of things. Like, what's the pros and the cons from having, like, two short albums versus having, like, a big one? Like, I'm sure you would know from the back end a little bit more about logistics behind that. Like, from for me as a consumer, I don't know, because so it's weird when someone drop a little album and then I don't know where they drop a big one. It's like, yo, what's going on? Right, right, right. So on a business aspect, thinking about it, so this may be my last solo album besides mm. the pandemic. The bad beat got to come, right? That's something that has to come. But as far as, you know what I mean, just, you know what I mean, shake your ass and all these stories, I don't think I'm going to do it again, right? I'm mm -hmm. Why I'm not going to do it again is because I have, with this album, right, brought the people into my stories. Mm -hmm. This is what I went through. This these trials and tribulations have brought me to this point, right? Mm -hmm. So blow or not blow, I have already given up everything that I wanted to give up. If I become a billionaire tomorrow, I'm not going to rap about being a billionaire because I, I fucking, that's not my story. My stories that I think that can help someone's life can help someone reach the next level, can help someone get to tomorrow, is in this album, right? Mm -hmm. It's motherfucking the gift. You know what I mean? Thank you, Miss O. You gave me a light gift. Let mm -hmm. me put your ass through the box. Like, whatever it is, I don't, it might not be a CO letting you fill her ass while she's giving you medication in the cell that gets you to the, the next day. Whatever it is that gets you to the next day, that's what I, I'm presenting to you. So it's no more for me to do. So I had to make this album. I had to have the space to give all these stories, right? And it, it came out to be 17 songs. And let me let me interject this. In the middle of this album, there's a song called um, Doug's Heart. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Doug Egling, a amazing jazz musician, fire on the motherfucking saxophone, like amazing artist. He produced all of that music in that song, right? Mm -hmm. Now, let me tell you why I added it to my album. Amazing, right? So the story is, imagine being a father whose daughter was violated. You run to her aid and... Every thought that a man is going to have is running through your mind, right? This man did something to my daughter. It's on and popping. Your car breaks down halfway to her. You got to walk the rest of the way to get to her, right? When you get to her, all you can do is console her because the person that violate her, you can't even get to them. They're gone. They're in the wind. But you're a musician, right? There's no outlet for your pain and the ability to express the anger that you feel that you couldn't protect your little girl, but who's a grown woman now, but 
that's still your baby, right? So as a musician, you go in the studio and you create this music that, that talks about your pain with no words, right? No words are in that track. It's just him playing his horn, composing his music. And I, why I had to add it to the cookup was because this is my story, right? I had to give the world my pain through I'm a word person, right? I When it comes to writing, that's my thing. So I give the world my pain through writing. But his pain was through playing instruments. And it, it just fits so perfectly. Shout out to Doug Eggling. Thank you for letting me showcase your music on the album. I appreciate it. That's that's the uh, the jazz at the sax. At the sax, jazz, facts though. The sax was fire for real. Yeah, uh, so who else was? Uh, Hold on, my you... bad, Tony. My bad. I want to ask a quick question about like the track you said about Miss O, like how you said there's like a a bar a line in every song that like kind of hits hard. And when you were talking about letting out your passion, like one of the lines that I hit hard was hearing stories about your girl will unbalance it. Like I heard that, I'm like, damn. Like I'm just thinking, like, damn, how much of that would hurt. So how much how much did that affect your mental stability when you went the lowest point in your life? Your girl, right? That's your connection to the outside world, mm -hmm. right? And you hearing. Yo, bruh, she wilding out here. Like, you know what I mean? That can totally throw off your whole everything. I done seen people take psych meds over it. I done seen people commit suicide over it, bruh. I swear to you because how I got through that, and I told y'all this in the last interview, how I got through that 17 years is I disconnected from the outside. Mm -hmm. Whatever's going on out there is what's going on day by day by day and then it become year by year by year right i stay focused on the inside but now your girl coming to visit you ah, i love you baby ah then you hear from the outside yo bruh she kind of wilding out here man oh your whole everything off bro everything you cannot even get through the bed son crazy so how was it when you got out what well, was the transition crazy for you like was super it crazy super was it crazy I don't think we've been talking about that on our first interview. Like, whoa. crazy. Imagine this, right? I went in in 95, came out 2012. So I'm going from Woodburn. So beepers to iPhones. Beepers to iPhones. Yes, bro. I'm going from Woodburn Correctional Facility, taking the bus up to Buffalo. Mm -hmm. I see these young, this young white couple watching a movie on their phone. It's about a two-hour trip. Mm -hmm. Blew my fucking <laughs> mind. mind. <laughs> I'm like, yo, they watching a whole movie on a vault. Blew my mind. But you know what? The um there's a statistic, right, that says that people that do <clears throat> over 10 years in incarcerated their rate of recidivism of going back to prison is so minimal, mm. right? But people who do less than 10 years, most of them go back to prison. Oh. It, right? It makes you think, like, mm. yeah, we, yeah, we're older, 
right? We're older when we come out. You know, I went in at 19, came home at 36. Yes, I'm a little bit older, but I'm still 36. I ain't no old nigga. Yeah. Why, why is my mind wired to, because I have seen more than that person doing one year, two years, three years. You know so, what I mean? Pause, let me ask you this. You ever seen anybody that went home and they came right back and you had to like... Right back. <laughs> right back. back. But like I just told you with the recidivism rate, mm-hmm. that person only did a year, two years. Two years. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They come, of course, they're coming right back, right? Because they, they didn't learn no lessons. Because it was a slap and, on the wrist, exactly. Right? It didn't hurt. Yeah. That bit that they did didn't hurt. Like I could imagine, you just see them, they see you, and you don't even gotta say words. They just shaking their head like, "Damn, I know I shouldn't have been back. I know." They like, "Welcome yo, back, yo." We gotta pause because I, I gotta use the bathroom. Okay, I'll be right back. Okay, all right. Hey man, go ahead. Oh, I'm gonna come back too, Tony. So one of my other favorite bars on the album, right? Was, if you pay hush money, you better be Trump, though. That was a funny, funny line, boys. Yo, crazy, crazy. There's certain lines I can relate to, like. Yo, listen, listen, Dame. It's it's so crazy because my my shorty uh, come in, right, uh, come in from work, and I say I can get home before her, and I'm watching politics, right? I'm mm-hmm. like, growing up in New York City, we have, listen, I am in Western New York. This is Trump country I'm in. Mm-hmm. Everybody where I live at love Trump. Mm-hmm. Right? Everybody. And I be gunning these niggas down. Because so <laughs> they don't understand. I grew up in New York City. I remember when he took out a first a front page ad in the New York Post and said mm-hmm. that the Central Park Five should fucking die without even a try. I remember growing up as a kid, right? That was all so, over the news too. All over. These they was innocent. This motherfucker put out a front page ad in the biggest paper in the world. Yeah, he's a clown. They should die. Yeah, he's a clown. Speaking but, of that, I, did y'all see the BT? Was it BT that did the movie, or was it like HBO? It was like a mini series of Central Park Five. Y'all saw yes, that? Yes, I seen him. Yes, definitely. Yeah, that was, they did an amazing job with that. I can't he, lie. God bless the brothers that didn't even make it home. They fucking end up losing their life before they got a chance to get their freedom. Man, shit is crazy, man. Damn. So I have a I have a deeper understanding of of Donald Trump then, you know what I mean? These people that follow motherfucker, he don't love you, motherfucker. He is a billionaire that is using your fucking painted situation to fucking get you to... Who the fuck leaves their regular nine to five to raid the capital, son? For a billionaire, son. Um, I love... Minister Farrakhan, with all his flaws and all the history of it, I wish he wouldn't tell me to fucking raid the Capitol. <laughs> yeah, nah. I was gonna say the other one you said too was she gotta have Elon money. She gotta have the Trump or Elon. I'm like, damn, this chick bad. Like, you, 
You can't be a regular dude trying to holler at us. I like her. She about her business. Like, what song was this? What's that motherfucking um dime? Yeah, she got for the paper stuff. You gotta have that bread to fuck with her. And it's an old tune, right? And our culture, sometimes we may look down at the chick showing her ass, the chick doing whatever she got to do to get bread. Now, I'm not that type of person, motherfucker. I'm about to hustle, nigga. Sex sell. So whatever you got to fucking do to get your bread, I salute it. Right? Now, the... The conscious part of me wants you to be a better person, but I know everybody ain't meet meet a person with it yet. She is, yo, you know what? I talk nice to this motherfucker, he give me money. I'm gonna keep talking nice to him. I'm gonna keep showing him my titties, showing him my ass, whatever, whatever. I, I gotta respect that. How the fuck can I respect, not respect a person getting to their bag before they reach a level of consciousness that be like, you know what, maybe that ain't the right path to go. It is what the fuck it is. We live in a society that, look, I got max songs on an album that's going to talk about ways to better yourself, ways to get through hardships. You know what songs going to motherfucking blow? Calabasas, knives. You know what I mean? We are in the, at the era of ratchet. God, God bless us. You know what I mean? It is what <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, the production on those tracks was was fire. Like, mm. tell us a little bit about the producers on the track too, because I felt like you have some old school type of beats on there. Some of the fast, like kind of not necessarily drill, but like a remix towards. You got a little R and B track. I felt like I was in the nineties. Tell us a little bit from like the producer side of things. He had a drill beat too. Yes, yeah. definitely, definitely, like. How I look at production, right? So I, I I I get beats from different people, and it has to talk to me in be in order for me to make it a song, right? So every every track, every song on this album, yeah, they have talked to me, right? So I got um my man from London, SMA Beat Salute. You know what I mean? He made. Um, I got it right here. He made G5, SO made Best Side, and SO made Pray, right? Mm. And he it's it's a London sound that that yeah. right. And my vibe as an MC is I want you to hear all these bars that I'm about to spit to you, right? But mm. it made me think outside the box, like you know what. You know, I, maybe I could go a di different direction with this song. It made me step outside my box. So salute to him. My boy, Rand Legend from Buffalo, he produced Sonogram, and he produced Cam Rat. So why I loved his sound was because um, he got a real, you know what I mean, soulful, you know what I mean? It was real soulful, real. The the um beats per minute was, you know what I mean, real slow. I could get my shit off. So, you know what I mean? Shout out to him. I love those songs. Um, One of the producers, I, I never met this dude. He sent me, and shout out to him. His, his, his marketing is crazy. This dude sent me free beats every day. Prosper. Jack from Prosper Beats. 
salute to him, right? He sent me free beats every day. So he produced the intro, the outro, and um, thank you on the album, right? I thought you were about to say the mid I'm like, damn, he did the whole, the middle, the, the beginning, the right. end. He did the beginning, because I used the same beat for the beginning and the end, and he also yeah. did thank you. So, why I love his joint, they just so fucking soulful. He had these fucking, um, um, what's the motherfucking shit where you motherfucking dub somebody else's song and put it in your beat and all that shit. Like the a mashup a little bit. Right, he does that with, with his beats and you know what I mean? I love that. So shout out to um Prosper Beats. So he wanted them um and then um Legion Beats. So they, they did um Think it through the R and B joint with an R and B dude singing shout out to June beat. Yeah, I'm, I'm a drop top in Miami just to bump that one of these nights. Um, so it's like that's the vibe he's giving me. I need a silk shirt. When I heard it, when when he sent me that joint, I was like, you know what? Because you know I'm a storyteller, so I'm like, yo, imagine a dude and a chick. You know, what I mean, they've been fucking with each other, but all of a sudden. You know what I mean? The the feelings change. She's like, you know what? I want more. He's like, yo, we ain't fucking started like this. Like, what the fuck are you doing? We Fast. good. I've been there. I've been there. I've been Fast, there. Hey, like, we good. Ain't we good? She's like, no, nah, we're not good. I want more. I want everything from you. Like, yo, this shit is crazy. So that's Think It Through. Shout out to him because that hook is fire. And you know what I mean? I just... That's how I, that's how I roll with production. If I hear it, hear um, you send me a beat and I hear it, or I listen to a beat and I'm like, you know what? The song or the the, the hook, it may start with the hook, it may start with a little melody, but something drives me to complete that song. So that's why I mess with the producers. I mess with on this album. I love that. I was gonna say too. My bad, Tony. I was gonna say like for someone that's not necessarily an artist. And you're, you know, listening to your own beats. Like, how many beats do you think you go through before you hear one that you like? Is it like every 20? Is it every, like, 100? Like, how many beats do you got to go through before you like one or two that you like? But you That's know a- what? So, ill. That's a good question, right? Because a producer may send me 20 beats. Let's say 20, right? I may want to write to 18 of them. Yeah, because you like his sound. So much, right? His sound just is... I, I fuck with it, right? And that's Prosper Beats. That's my man Esso. That's my um uh uh um uh, uh, one of the beats I wanted to work with on this album. I didn't get to use because um Millie's who fuck with um who signed the Jadakiss, he just put out his album. Shout out to Millie's amazing album, The Blanco Six is so fire, and I love the name it. is hard. Yo, I wanted to write to one of the one of the tracks on his joint. I was like, yo, I'm a body this shit. I started writing to the shit. His album came. I'm like, that's my beat right there. You know what I mean? So I couldn't even use it. But that's that's the vibe. But some, you know what I mean? Some everything don't fit your fit your your your, your style. So, you know what I mean? Some people may send me beats and it's like, you know what I mean, more down south, more mad bouncy and all that and then you can't fuck with it but a lot of the producers that I fuck with on this album they sent me beats I wanted to write to all of them bro. man that's dope shout out to them like 
if somebody send you a bad beat, like you gotta tell them like, nah, this ain't it, champ. Like you gotta no, no, no. you just leave them alone. Be like, you know what I mean? I it ain't on the project. They hear it when it comes. <laughs> it ain't on the project, man. Thanks. But one thing, one thing I want to stress with the producers I work with is that a lot of people, right? So I cannot make this song come alive without the producers, without the music, without the sound, right? So one of the things that I do personally, and this is a personal thing. For, so I, they send me the beats. If I decide to use it, I create the song and I own the masters to that song, right? But they created the beat. So every producer that I work with gets 50% of all my streaming royalties. Man, that's love right there. And it, no matter who it is, you know what I mean? They, I, sh I, 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 I um, upload my music with DistroKid and shout out to DistroKid because they allow me to give the producers 50% of all my streaming royalties. Damn, right? 50%? Boss, I'm about to be in the and, like this tonight. But look, <laughs> look, Dame, I pay them to use their beats already. Too, though. That's, what already that's a good deal. Hell yeah. I already paid them and I'm still giving them fit. You know why? Because I know that I cannot create this music without their part. You know what I mean? I can't do it. Without their gift, I can't create it. That's right. spreading love right so, there. The lyrics might be fire, but without that beat, it's not going to be as fire. It's true. You know what I mean? So that's that definitely one thing that I do. You know what I mean? Now, all the other royalties, that's mine because I created the master of it and that's all. But all streaming royalties, every producer I work with and nobody, no producer will ever debate this. Any producer I ever fuck with, no. All streaming royalties, they get 50%. Damn, boss, you about to have a lot of people knocking at your door now. That's probably yeah. a bad deal. Gotta be a producer. Spread, spread love in the Brooklyn way, son. That's hey. what it is, man. That's what that's how I was raised, man. You gotta show love, man. So if you want if you would what if somebody's listening to your album and they don't know you, they just come across it on Spotify, but they only maybe only have like 30 seconds to listen to it. What would you want them to listen to? And I guess what would you want what are you trying to convey overall? What what type of message do you want your listener to have after listening to their album? Good question, Tony. Like the 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 message that I want you to get, right, when you listen to my music is that you can make it to the next day, right? No matter how hard things get, you know what? You can make it to the next day because I made it, right? So if you're listening to The Gift, if you're listening to Vibe, if you're listening to the intros or the outros, you like, you know what? This dude had been through something, Right? I'm yeah. here. I'm I have been through it, but guess what? I'm still here. And I'm still motivated to pursue my dreams. Like the cook-up is about a dream deferred, right? I could not pursue my dream for so many years. Prison, life, all of this shit. I couldn't do it, right? Most of the people that wanted to be rappers for their whole lives. They got, you know, the, the more successful ones that we see, they got to do it, right? They got, they was in their teens, 20s, they got to pursue that. In my teens and my 20s, I was in prison. 
Right. I didn't need to do it. And we know that most of the time a dream deferred is a dream lost. Right. It's been going so long. You know what? I can't fucking do this shit. Fuck it. My time has passed. My time has not passed. I still have something to offer. I'm here, though. You know, that's so relatable to poker, right? You know, like so many people take that bad beat and then they just give up and, you know, and, you know, that they're to give up on their dreams. They, they could have been that guy that, you know, at the final, what, what was it? What were they, what did it used to be called? The November 9? It's not a November. November they're not the November 9 no more. It yeah. ain't a November. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that, son. I put that on my rap. I want to be in the Pacific now. But, yeah, man. I, we can't wait for it. We can't wait for the cookout, but we definitely can't wait for that beat. Um, the first, yo, in the cookout. Yes, sir. Um, and so, yeah, man, appreciate you coming out and appreciate you being the first guest back on which is the, the new Poker 8 Life production. Productions, though. Let's go.